has a nose for news and a face for radio. You're listening to Price's Highway, The Shortcut, with your host, Steve Price, a fun-sized podcast with the same flavor you've come to enjoy. Presented by Price Sells Homes. Don't think twice. Call Carrie Price at 615-497-3317. Carrie Price, your Williamson County real estate expert. Buckle up, Spring Hill Metroplex, and enjoy the quick trip. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to this special edition of Prices Highway, the podcast. I will call it a shortcut. Why not? As you may know, Spring Hill Mayor Rick Ram chose not to run for office and will soon be saying goodbye to his leadership role after more than a decade in public office. He invited me to his office at City Hall to chat about the past, present, and future. This exit interview took place Monday, April 5th. Take a listen. Okay, we are here with Mayor, soon to be private citizen. <laughs> That's right, citizen <laughs> Rick. <laughs> how how are you how are you feeling these days? I people say I'm smiling more. Right. <laughs> is, that, is that a sign? Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, tell tell us what you're feeling. Yeah, I'm feeling good. You know, it's 14 years of community service. Uh, I think that's enough for anybody. You know. Uh, and plus, I think uh, Spring Hill's probably had enough of Rick Graham. You know, it's time for uh, uh, some other folks to uh, take the, the gavel and run with it. So, uh, yeah, the election's just right around the corner. And it's, uh, it's a unique election, isn't it? It is. It is. You know, we're seeing a lot of uh, new voters. I, you know, that is uh, very interesting to me and a great sign, I think. So what do you think of the... Uh, Uncontested races. That's that, a little Yeah, that one bothers me. You know, when you got basically eight, you know, there's a ninth in there, but he's not really running. So when you have eight candidates running for five seats, that's uh, that's quite a reduction from our past history. Uh, I think in 2007, when I ran for alderman, I had, I think I ran against five, and I had to beat the incumbent. And, uh, and in mayor race in 13, uh, I think there was five of us running for mayor in 13. So what does that mean? I don't, I, you know, I, I think it's almost hand in hand with, uh, you know, low voter turnout and, and people, uh, you know, and frankly, people would rather complain than to actually come be part of the, the hard work that comes about for solutions. And, you know, but the people don't want to stay at city hall till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night and during meetings and, and, uh, and probably uh, some of them don't like the, the negativity that they get from people. Because as soon as you're elected, it's all your fault. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what, what, what are some of the things you've been blamed for? Yeah, <laughs> You know what? My first email when I became an alderman, no joke, my wife ended up reading it before me. And it started off, uh, and I hadn't even done my first, I hadn't even done a one vote yet. And it started off, you idiot. Oh, nice. Yeah, that nice. was the way it started. It's like, you idiot. And it was over in a, a, a proposed apartment complex on the Williamson side of Spring Hill. That never did happen. And uh, uh, and then, you know, I mean, she commenced. But it was a blind email, and she got you know, a little negative on it and all. And at the end of the email, we realized it was somebody we went to church with. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they made it an interesting Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I have some of that goes on, too. When you, people don't look at you eye to eye at church anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they can now. That's right. Yeah, just, uh, what, two weeks now, huh? Two weeks, April 19th, at the conclusion of our voting meeting that night, we uh, 
will close the meeting, and then I will swear in the new mayor, and then a new mayor will swear in the new alderman, and I'll be backing out that door. <laughs> put that thing in <laughs> reverse, <waving. huh? laughs> I will put it reverse and just do a little Queens wave and, and uh, yeah. Well, when you do put it in reverse and, uh, you know, the next day it would be a Tuesday, what are you going to be doing? Well, uh, be starting, uh, I, you know, my still got my real work. You know, mayor, is, a lot of people don't realize it's a part-time job. Yep. So I still have to uh, to work to pay the bills and have my real job. It's just I'll go from uh, two jobs down to one job. You know, when I finish my real job, uh, I don't have to start thinking about going to City Hall, going to multiple meetings or, or and uh, those kind of things. So um, uh, it's probably going to open up, uh, and I'm hoping get back maybe into some uh, more ministry in my church later. Uh, before I became an elected official, I spent a lot with the men's ministry at our church, and, you know, I may lean more toward that. But after a break, yeah. you know, I'm definitely going to take a little break here and and uh, and, and watch, this, watch this new board go to work. Well, I know one uh, church member needs a lot of prayers, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> after that email. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even remember who it is anymore. It's funny. That was 2007, a long time ago. But, yeah. <laughs> so, as a mayor, you have to have some pretty thick skin, I would imagine. If you don't, you will. And uh, really, just anybody on the board, alderman yeah. or mayor, uh, because you're going to get those emails, and, uh, and and immediately, you know, people don't understand, uh, uh, you know, like the complexities of us trying to catch up on roads and all, and and uh, and you get the criticism for things that you know that we haven't done you know that we're trying to work on now but it takes time you know and this and catching up on road infrastructure it's a it's a 15 to 20 year plus yeah so let's go back in time just a little bit uh you've been on the show before but let's let's talk about you getting into politics what, what was that that thing that just brought you over yeah you know and uh, people probably get tired of hearing this story I actually came to City Hall to complain. And uh, 2006, uh, there was an establishment really close to my house, and they uh, liked to, uh, you know, bring their music out on the patio. And it wasn't what was inside, but, you know, we were struggling watching movies and stuff, and, and the city didn't have a decibel level on the noise ordinance. So, uh, you know, and I'd be laying in bed on a Tuesday night at 1030 listening to Freebird, <laughs> you know, and and I love Freebird. I'm a '70s rock child, but uh, uh, not seven. You know, not at 10:30 on a Tuesday night. And so, without that decibel level, uh, I I came to City Hall, walked up to the same podium that's there today, and asked them to put a uh, decibel level. And uh, and really, Alderman Duda at that time was the only one that uh, you know paid any attention to me. You know. Uh, in fact, he actually came over to my house one night when it was really cranked up, and he was shocked. And he said, I had no idea you were talking about this kind of, you know, concert level. And I said, yeah. And uh, so that's what brought me. But here's what's funny, Stephen, was I started coming to the meetings, and I forgot what I came for because the city was, you know, we were $3 million in debt. We were in the, you know, that recession was just cranking up. Uh, everything, the growth was dropping, which was kind of a, a blessing in disguise for us later. But uh, but with everything uh, in the city, didn't even know they were $3 million in the red. 
uh, I actually determined that later when with the budget and finance committee, we backed up because we did, city wasn't even getting monthly financial reports. We didn't know how we stood each month until 2007. And uh, but anyway, so that's what brought me. And I started going to meetings and realized, man, we got a lot worse problems than a noise ordinance. But that's what brought me in. I tell people, I said, be careful complaining. You may become, you may become mayor. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are, uh, besides that first email, what, anything that really surprised you, uh, whether you're a mayor or an alderman? No, you know, and I, I mean, and, and the sad truth is, you know, there's folks out there that, uh, that used to be good friends of my wife and I just go dinner with and such and you know we don't you know we don't get those invitations anymore to some and that's just part of the gigs part of the job you know uh i probably uh did something that didn't agree with them and uh, you know those type of situations where you know there's so many voting situations i call them the gray votes you know it's not black and it's not white it's gray and you can almost go either you have pros and cons of both sides and uh, that's why I always tell the board members to vote your conscience and do your homework, do your due diligence. Because when you go to vote, you're going to make somebody mad on those gray votes. There's somebody, at the, and a lot of times they're good friends, and you sit there and vote the opposite way of them. All of a sudden, you know, they start thinking, well, he must not be my friend. But you can't do that. You know, you got to do the right thing. No more invitations up to uh, Garcia's Mexican restaurant, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we talked, we talked about it. We Garcia's. did. We did. Uh, now, one thing that we did, didn't put on the podcast, but they do have that, you know, you have to ask for it, the extra hot sauce. I did. I'm not sure I remember that or knew that. Yeah. So next time you go, ask for the extra hot if you like it extra spicy. <laughs> okay. anyway, yeah. My favorite Mexican restaurant in the area is uh, definitely Garcia's. And they're not even paying me to say that. Yeah, yeah. So. they should. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, okay. So what has been the most frustrating part of being the Spring Hill mayor? Yeah, probably the lack of information, you know, and you know, we've done all kinds of things for transparency. You know, we've streamlined the meetings. We try to get our website is current and everything. And, uh, you know, I had somebody last week stop me and, and was, you know, started on the traffic, which is normal. And, and uh, but they didn't even know about the I-65 interchange coming, you know, in two years, things going to open. And, uh, you know, he was just shocked, you know, and, it's just, a, and, and I don't know how we get that kind of information out. Maybe it's more of these podcast-type uh, deals. Maybe mayor, next mayor needs to do, you know, several of these, you know, because uh, we don't seem, and even then, you're not going to get everybody. So that's the question. How do you get everybody? You know, and how do you increase that? And and people don't like to read those newspapers thrown on their driveways. And, you know, people usually yeah. call me and they want to, they want to, set up a regulation to stop them and i always tell them you, you should try reading it you know <laughs> instead of us uh passing a new law that you can't throw newspapers in the driveway you know you know read one you may pick up a few things what's going on in spring hill and uh you know people don't they don't want to hear that so what else what what else is just you know i got into this you know wanting to help the community but yeah. all they're doing is yelling at me well you know <laughs> and, and then you got the whole boma you know, and anytime you get nine people on a board and they're all elected folks and, and the mayor's one vote out of nine, you know, and the mayor, uh, people think what what the mayor wants and desires or thinks what he's thinking for the vision, he or she, uh, 
it's what's going to happen. But boy, that's that don't happen a lot. I'm I've been on many end of the uh, losing vote of a lot of things, and and uh, but you know, and even now, you know, the candidates running for mayor, they they go out and promise things, and it's like you can't deliver on those promises. I was going to ask you that when, when you see yeah. when you see people, uh, you know, these, these folks a wide sixty five, yeah, they're you know they're wide eyed and bushy tailed. What are you thinking whenever they're making all these grand promises? One, I was there at one time, yeah. you know, so I like to always remember that, you know, uh, because it's such a learning curve of getting prepared. And my, you know, my little pea brain for 14 years is full of all the city stuff that I've learned over 14 years and really accelerates at the mayor level. Because when you start going to uh, other mayor meetings and state meetings and MPO and GNRC, and that's where all the transportation money comes through, you know. And I started going to those meetings when I became mayor. I was really the first mayor to go. Uh, I think some went like one time and then said, ah, it's a waste of time. But you got to go and you got to be present. You got to be a voice for Spring Hill because you can't live on an island. And that's what Spring Hill tried to do for a long time. You know, at one time we even had Highway 31 Main Street or Price's Highway was uh, one time it was on the widening list. It was going to be done. And Spring Hill said, no, thanks. You know, and because uh, we were living on an island. And, and when it comes to transportation, it's a regional issue. It's not just a Spring Hill. What year was that? Uh, that's that they turned down the highway yeah. had to be around four five six somewhere in there really yeah we were actually on the list and uh and part of the contentious item was you know and people were asked me today why we're not widening the town center spring hill as we call it mm-hmm. the older section of spring hill from the old co-op south and uh, those two churches right there at the corner of beechcroft and duplex those historic yeah. churches, uh, if you widen 31 Main Street through there, one of them has to go from what we've been told. And uh, and so you can imagine. So even the 31 widening process that we finally got on the three-year list goes from Miles Johnson north. Right. You're still going to get that bottleneck right there. Still going to get the bottleneck. You know, it's, it's three lanes through there, counting the, the middle lane. But, uh, but it's going to come down. It's going to... You know, uh, it's just uh, unless people, unless we want to build an overpass or another by, or a bypass, but and that's what Miles Johnson originally was. People don't understand when the city decided to build Miles Johnson right before I came on. Uh, that was a great move, but it was intended to be a bypass of downtown, uh, but it just it didn't do enough. It didn't go. It should have looped around further. Uh, ended up being a great road for us, but. Uh, that was another thing. That was just the way it is. Yeah. So then you'd be what fighting farmland owners and that kind of thing, and yeah, that's a whole other. That's a whole other, <laughs> and that's another one that people, you know, I've had many discussion about when you're dealing with uh, landowner rights and and when they're vested and they've uh, when you've let every neighbor around them develop, and then uh, the city denies them, you know, which our planning commission or the BOMA uh, do at times. And uh, when we deny them and then they go uh, to court, uh, they're going to win most of the time because, you know, it's, you know, we've, we set that predecence. You know, Springfield decided to grow a long time ago. I mean, yeah, I mean, way before me and others. 
And uh, so that that was all set in course. And now it becomes a legal matter. Where we do have control is annexation, zoning, and things like that. But people think we can just deny, um, you know, because we don't want a Waffle House or we don't, or a Dollar General or, or something like that, you know, or something they don't want. Uh, if they meet the codes and laws of the land, if you're going to change anything, you got to change it up front. Yeah. You can't change the rules. Yeah. So, okay, so what year did you come to Spring Hill? 2002. Okay. Now, we've seen a lot of – I've been here since 2005, and we've seen a lot of growth. Incredible. So uh, with that comes growing pains. Um, what what do you think has been besides traffic? Everybody wants to talk about traffic. We we know what has been you know one of the most taxing issues with this with these growing pains. You know it to for me personally, it's been you know because what I have dealt with and the board uh, is been infrastructure roads 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 roads. Mm-hmm. Why most of us ran, you know, we get as frustrated as anybody. But to answer your question, you know, I've, I've been kind of preaching to the next city leaders that, you know, uh, their deck of cards grows. It, it gets a little larger because the cards we were given was just that catch up with the road infrastructure. Now we have $120 million of road projects moving. We got the interchange, which, by the way, we sent $17 million to the state this week, uh, wired to the state, $17 million for that interchange, and we gave them our $25 million grant that we worked hard to get, and the state's paying $4 million. So the state's part's $4 million. We paid $17 plus the grant, and we're going to spend $20-something million on Butler Lane to widen it on our dime. That's not a state project. You know, Butler Road, Highway 31, Main Street, Process Highway, it's all, you know, that's um, uh, that's phase two. And Butner Road's going to be very, very expensive. And another, like duplex, another right-of-way thing. But to get back to your question again, because I keep going off on tangents, is uh, parks and green spaces and preservation. Because in 20 years, 15 to 20 years, South Spring Hill is going to be developed like North Spring Hill, and there's going, it's going, nothing's going to be left. And uh, our next city leaders have got to start uh, getting some things off the back burners. That's not just road projects, but then we got this whole dilemma with uh, uh, city departments. Where are you going to put the police headquarters? Where are you going to put the library? Where are you going to put codes and planning and all these other departments? Uh, and they got to find locations for them, and it's going to be very, very expensive. Uh, you know, uh, a writer actually wrote in and talking about ball fields, and yeah. he wanted me to ask you this: You know, when will Spring Hill get serious about kids' sports and the lack of availability for kids to play team sports as a result of not having fields to use? I struggled to get one of my kids on a soccer team, and my little one was shut out this season. Yep. We hear that a lot. You know, two was it three years ago, I created uh, two task forces. I created the Sports Complex Task Force, and, uh, and they're coming to the board in May, right after I leave, uh, to do a report. And, uh, but it, 
it doesn't look favorable. I mean, we've done – that group, that's, that committee has set up um, – done their due diligence so well. And uh, But the problem is going to be is going to be the, the expense and land availability. Uh, you know, we we had hoped maybe to tie into the GM property uh, over there. Uh, it would have been a great site. Uh, but uh, GM's got future plans for that space. You know, the rumors are out there, as you can probably guess. So don't think that's going to uh, materialize. So to find a big enough um, uh, space of land, uh, so that's the problem. You know, uh, active ball fields, passive ball uh, parks, you know, preservation. You know, the other task force I created was the town center, and that's that area down to maybe uh, make it. I always envisioned something like a 12th Avenue South, you know, non-chains, entrepreneur-type spirit there where families can come out, maybe a parking garage, with, and they could put the kids in strollers, grab some organic ice cream with some very you know, hip, modern-type facilities, uh, make it something like that, uh, sidewalks and, and, and works. But I created those two task forces, and I've heard, I've heard aldermen criticize me that you know, neither one of them has uh, materialized into uh, an active plan yet. And that wasn't my goal because I knew with everything we had on our plate, I wanted to start the discussion. So starting those task forces was the beginning of discussion, you know, and to check out, do the due diligence, find out what the pros and cons are. And uh, But I'm still hoping uh, city leaders, you know, they'll – eventually uh, uh, start going to some of those back burner projects that we need. Uh, but they've got so much on their plate. It's, uh, I don't know how, I don't, I don't believe they can do it all. So it's going to matter of how they do their priorities. What is your favorite project been? That, that we've done, mm -hmm. uh, probably duplex was probably the big one. Fisher, Port Royal Park, uh, I loved that one, um, and um, of course the interstate interchange, the road projects are always dear to me because we worked so hard on that. Uh, people don't getting that twenty-five million dollar grant. You know, we were the only city in the state of Tennessee, and I think one of four nationally to get the full grant amount on that one. That was a big achievement. Why do you think that happened? Why do you think we got it? I believe we we, we made a good case for it. You know. And, uh, and people don't realize, I mean, the hoops we had to jump through. To give you an example, you know, we're carrying that road all the way to Lewisburg Pike, way out of Spring Hill, yep. you know. And, but that was the only way we could get approval. We had to show two north-south routes and connect them to get an interchange. They wouldn't do something like what's done at Saturn Parkway, you know, because that was a state project and they – they managed to do things, you know, they wouldn't allow us. But uh, but that was, uh, you know, so getting that, and uh, and we're frankly, you know, we're going to be spending $8 million to build a road over to Lewisburg Pike. What is the most disappointing thing that has happened while you're here on the BOMA and as a mayor? Uh, probably the Northfield vote. And, and I know that's very controversial, and, and I know people uh, feel strong both ways. A lot the other and it, it and it should have never been about the library you know and I told him early on I said well pull the library out 
we'll go build a self-standing library if you don't want that uh yeah a little bit out but it could sure be you could sure feel the need of about six city departments uh for a lot less money because we're going to spend four to five times more money with new construction and land prices uh to accommodate these city departments we can widen city hall you know we can expand city hall you know but that's just a band-aid it's just going to be a small one that's not going to fit the needs of a new police headquarters and a new training facility we need two new fire stations you know and each of those fire stations come with you know uh 10 to 12 new firemen in them and then you got to equip them staff them you know so uh it's it's a lot of projects and uh and there's nothing uh you know, there's no real plans, and, and they'll tell you that we had a discussion at the board a couple months ago. Oh, we got plans. That's talk. You know, there's nothing. It's not plans yet. You know, that's like election talk. So what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I don't know. You know, it's, they're going to set priorities. You know, we funded those road projects I mentioned a minute ago with a property tax last year increase, first one since – we brought back property tax in 2007. We went from zero property tax, and we were $3 million in the red because we were living off growth. So the property tax increase we did last year is 100% tied to those 10 CIP projects, and I think eight of the 10 are roads. So uh, so those Buckner Lane, the, that big check we just sent, or that wire we just sent for $17 million for the interchange and all these other you know, all that's coming out of that property tax increase. So are the next board, how are they going to come up with that money to for these other projects and such? And with them not going the Northfield route, which, I again, I'm, I'm not tied to that building. I was tied to saving, you know, $30 million, which enables us to do other projects and, and hopefully not uh, taxing any more of our citizens. But... I don't know how they're going to do without it. I don't know. It's going to be some interesting discussions. Do you think another tax hike is around the corner? I think it's. I think it'll have to be discussed. I've heard, you know, a little bit said around the round, you know, not, you know, from just citizens, but uh, I think, uh, I think they'll have to discuss it if they want these projects to uh, be funded. Because um, you know, we we learned a lesson about living on growth because you're going to hit those. You know, 2007, 8, 9 years, the recession years are going to come. And, uh, I mean, just look at the price of lumber here right now, you know, and how expensive everything gets every day. Uh, they they got a lot of plates. They got a lot of plates, and they've, they've got a lot of work to do. And uh, one of the first things they got to do is get a city administrator hired, you know, either uh, with – Pam Caskey will be applying the interim, uh, and then there's a search going on. So they'll have to get somebody because uh, all these city projects and everything. And you got four other vacancies they got to fill from the city administrator on. So they've got a lot of they got a lot of, and then they're walking. This new board's walking into uh, right into budget talk. Before we get to the budget, let's. Uh... Let's talk about this past year, 2020. Boy. All right. So nobody was expecting this. 
Uh, how did you lead uh, through through uh, COVID-19? Yeah, you know, and you're right, Stephen. There was no playbook. There was no handbook, not just all of us. You know, I was on weekly calls with, with other mayors, and uh, and every week we just would try to talk through these things. And, and we all went different directions, even that, Franklin and Thompson Station, Nolensville, Fairview, you know, uh, they did things that Spring Hill didn't. You know, I never did a closure. I never did a stay-at-home order. Uh, I was protecting our businesses the best I could and uh, really didn't see it in my uh, scope to do so to begin with. And uh, But I'm kind of proud of the way we did, and it may have saved us a few businesses. I don't know. You know, but the whole 2020, it was uh, quite an ordeal. With The, the funny part was, uh, you know, we did – what we called a bare bones budget uh, ended up not quite being what I anticipated uh, with a few curveballs from a couple of the board members. But, uh, you know, we basically did a bare bones to where it was pretty much what we had all already obligated to spend plus a little bit more. But uh, we took a, uh, a 20% reduction in sales tax revenue anticipating that COVID would, uh, drop our sales tax revenue down a lot so we weren't going to go out there and spend money that we didn't sure was going to come in uh, what's funny is that uh, I think you may have heard this we know we're we're 10 percent over budget on sales tax right now uh, so you know right now when I get back we're actually 30 percent over budget uh, so we're over 10 percent over the year before non-covid so we're 30% up on sales tax, and, uh, and, and the, so we took a 20% cut, so, we, you know, so we're up 10% in, during COVID. But, uh, but people kept spending money. People kept, uh, uh, thank, you know, thank goodness for deliveries and, and uh, pickups at stores. I know the liquor stores did quite well. <laughs> Everybody had a pivot except the liquor store. <laughs> they were making it. They said it was like December sales to them and during COVID because people were buying cases of wine and such, and and uh, and everybody was uh, hunkering down at home. Yeah, it was nice to be able to uh, support these local businesses, and there's most of them still around. Most of them we did lose a couple, uh, a couple of national chains, which is kind of strange, but yeah. you know, but uh, Burger King and couple others but uh and uh we did lose one entrepreneur a barbecue place that uh, was kind of dear to spring hill but uh yeah but uh, i think overall we came out uh, better than we anticipated and i think it's due to, to people supporting local business and i i, I think that uh, a lot of people want me to ask you this it's, it might be a little controversial i'm i'm going i'm leaving <laughs> When are we going to get a Whataburger? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and here's what's funny. We had, uh, when we had the Economic Development Committee, uh, uh, we were actually in discussions uh, with Whataburger, and, and uh, they kind of hinted to us that we could be the, what, the first store in Tennessee. And, uh, of course, our conversations uh, ended with them. And uh, I'm a big fan like you are, uh, and uh, – I remember, you know, from years ago, uh, I think when they did have a Tennessee presence, didn't they? Long, long, long before I got here. Yeah. Not in Spring Hill, but yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, because yeah. I grew up in Texas, and we had one, in, like like a church here, you know, there's one on every corner in, in El Paso and 
Houston and yeah. Austin, they're everywhere. So when when I tell people we don't have a Whataburger here, they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, and then like uh, you know we got some new new places coming in. Uh, what is it? First Watch? First Watch, yeah. uh, I believe that's uh, is it next Monday. I think they open next Monday. Now, from what I understand, I've been there a couple times, and I've had to stand in line to be able to get inside. Smart. I'm wondering if that's going to be the same thing here. Spring Hill, uh, you know so. I mean, look at the Dairy Queen. Remember you remember that? That's, that's the one that came to my mind, too. <laughs> it was wrapped around. Oh, it's all the way down the road. And, and uh, you couldn't get around because, you know, it was, oh, yeah. DQ was a big and thing. And they're not even here now. <laughs> Chipotle's here now. They, yeah. they took that place. Have you been there yet? I have, and I'm a big fan. I know some people, I've seen some social media. You know, it's like everything. Some people love it, some hate it, and uh, I'm a big fan. What is your favorite restaurant here in Spring Hill? Uh, let me think. Wow, I, I hate to say because it got some friends around. Uh, okay, let's not do that. Yeah. Uh, what, if you're, if you're, it's a Wednesday and you're, you're, you're wanting some, Italian, let's just say. Where, where are you going to go? Gosh, you know, I, you picked another one. I, we, you know, we don't, you know, uh, we don't go to Olive Garden much. You know, we don't do the Italian thing too lot, too much. You know, uh, but we do frequent a couple of the Mexican restaurants. You know, because uh, we lived in Campbell Station and uh, Alcapoco was just a walk away for us, and love Tito's and 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 the other ones, and you know, and I like them all, but. Uh, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. I like Frankie's and uh, uh, Mockingbird, big fan of Mockingbird. And, uh, you know, we, we've used to be regulars there quite a bit. So uh, since COVID, we kind of backed off of uh, uh, doing more at home, too, like everybody. So we've got some other questions from other people. Yeah. Um, our friend, let me find that real quick. Okay, so uh, Maris, she was wondering uh, when Spring Hill is going to build another high school. Well, the uh, I don't believe a high school's in the uh, process right now. Williamson County is going to be, you know, they're building those uh, elementary school over on the Wilkes Lane area, which uh, we didn't uh, really uh, want that location, but uh, but the county's. School systems kind of do what they want to do. Well, yeah, that puts another elementary school right next to it. Yeah, yeah, they're all right there, and you know, and that traffic light there, uh, it's uh, it's the worst uh, rated traffic signal area we have in Spring Hill, and uh, and we sh- would have appreciated the school maybe going out toward toward Summit and uh, out that way uh, would have helped, especially with Butner Lane about to be widening traffic and all and. You know, and I mean, this month we're actually voting on a um, a residential aspect to that property around this, where that school will go on Wilkes. And uh, I think that's going to be very, very, very contentious discussion uh, you know, this month on that one. So, um, you know, but again, the schools, they don't come. I found out about that school the same as everybody else did. I got, you know, no call. No saying, hey, we're looking at a school here. What do you think? You know, it just doesn't happen, and I hear that other places. And and uh, I'm hoping the county, you know, Williamson County, is getting ready to work on a, a new urban growth uh, uh, type uh, plan for the future. Uh, the uh, the uh, Rogers Anderson's working on that, Mayor. And 
uh, one of the aspects of that should be, hey, you know, we need – like we have Spring Hill. We, we know exactly – we got everything mapped out over the whole city on our Spring Hill Rising Plan, on uh, trails, greenways, everything's on paper. So if you own a piece of land that's vacant right now and you come develop it, we're going to make you build that trail – that bike path or whatever's through that property. So we eventually connect all those things. And we need to do the same thing for schools. You know, I mean, I think that should be a 20-year, 30-year deal out uh, to where they say, hey, you know, there's a school plan for this area. You know, uh, maybe we don't build this kind of development close by or we do. You know, it's that type of situation. Or it's put in an area that, uh, that can handle the roads. The infrastructure yeah and who knows what the future of schools are or i should say the future of learning yeah. you know after this i mean is there going to be a lot more remote I mean, people just kind of embracing that do are we going to need as many buildings that's a know. good i think it could be a paradigm shift you know in that regard we know it i think we're already here's an interesting thing i'm sure everybody's noticed that traffic spring hill in the daytime has gotten so much worse since covid so much worse and it's because there's so many more people in spring hill during the day now than there was two years ago and uh because we used to joke it you know the lunch business most food places was really hurting yeah at lunch now they're doing well you know and and you can see the cars and everybody and i think uh, covid has done a complete paradigm shift on people working from home and now corporations are realizing hey I, they can't work from home you know, they're, in fact, they're more productive, you know, from home. And they weren't willing to risk that before. So I think driving to Nashville has been reduced a little bit. And maybe office space in Nashville. I don't know where else going. Concerns me a little bit because, you know, we're hoping to get some offices, office building type white collar jobs in the uh, June Lake, the Alexander Farm. Uh, and, they, you know, in that whole area, you know, June Lake is going to be like the Cool Springs, uh, that whole uh, uh, section there. And so, you know, we don't know. You know, now they, they, this could change everything for that and, and the schools. You're right. And what about snow days? Do you think – I mean, do, is there a need for snow days? Would you consider everybody virtual? Well, if I'm a kid, yes, absolutely. <laughs> there's a need for snow days, but as a working parent, nah, yeah, nah, nah. yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I haven't heard much of that discussion, and it's like, you know, now that we've learned how to do this, and I don't know. Yeah, I'm not on the school board, so. Well, maybe that's your next uh, move. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> for mayor to school board member, yeah. huh? <laughs> so, what is? What are three things you've learned by being a mayor? Wow. It's it's more in depth than you than I ever thought. You know, it's uh, I tell people it's like peeling an onion sometimes because it's easy for people to um, speculate and say things and and they don't understand. Just an example uh, on the first one is uh, a traffic signal. You know, we have probably put up a few years ago. Everybody was screaming for traffic signals. So I bet we've done 12 or 15 of them around town now. And people don't realize, hey, why does it take you all two, three years to do a traffic signal? Well, one, you know, we have to jump through all these hoops from the state. Got to do traffic studies. Traffic studies cannot even include right-hand turns. Cars that make right-hand turns don't even count, you know, for traffic. And it's like, 
you know, that's the kind of stuff you go, hmm. And then, uh, and you can't even make a left hand turn in Spring Hill. Just yeah. want to throw that in oh, there. Oh, yeah. See, <laughs> that's how turns are out. There you go. And, and yeah, people don't realize that the poles have to be on CD property. So we have to go acquire the right of way. It may just be a six by six space, of a piece of land, but the poles go on and that, you know, one of those utility boxes or what are those silver uh, boxes they put in there. Uh, but we have to acquire that. So it's like us coming to you saying, Hey, Mr. Landowner, you know, we're going to buy this land from you. And so, you know, it gets dragged out about two years sometimes, uh, in that kind of negotiations. And we have to threaten it, imminent domain it and all that. And, and, uh, which we almost never have to, but, uh, but that's the kind of process it takes. People think you can just go do it. You know, and that's just not the case. Now, we're doing things differently now, you know, where we're acquiring right away when we approve developments. So we're making you give us that right away land uh, to be able to do your property. And uh, so down the road, we won't have these right away purchases where we widen the road or add traffic signals. It'll already be city property and all. So that's number one. It's just very, it's complex. It's just in-depth, complex and it's just one layer after another. You think you're done. It's like, oh, no, no, you know. And we've even had uh, uh, to back up and, and start over again several times. We'll get three years into a deal, and the state will say, no, if, uh, now we got 20 more things that you got to do to get approved. And it's like it took us three years to get to this point. So that's that's one Number two. And by the way, yeah. these are really good for the next mayor to hear. Yeah. Just saying. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and this and, and goes back to that learning curve I was talking about earlier, you know, and being day, day one ready. You know, uh, I hate to jump on another tangent, but I, I had all the, ele- all the ones running for office, uh, except the, t- the two mayors, uh, the new ones, uh, I had here at City Hall uh, a few Saturdays ago. And, uh, they all came, they all came and we went, uh, three and a half hours. And of course I had 48 things written down to tell them. I called it Alderman 101 mm-hmm. and it was basic things like even the sunshine law, you know, but it was things that I wish somebody had told me the first time I ever walked up that seat and I didn't even know how to vote. Didn't know how to push a button or, you know, how the whole system works. And we actually did that. I showed them how you know, what to expect and, and, uh, uh, and all of that. So, and nobody ran from the building after nobody ran, you know, and, um, and like I said, you know, it's all that, all that stuff in my head for 14 years, this little pea brain, but, uh, it is so much to learn. It's so much to learn, you know, and, uh, and the learning curves just, it's just tremendous. And, and there's no other way to do it, but, um, but to, uh, I, I hope they seek counsel too, you know, uh, and that's the kind of mayor I wanted to be when I came into this. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, I didn't pop up out in the middle of a field promising an NBA team at a hotel. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, Festival, Tennessee. I did not. And I told staff, I said, never let me embarrass myself like that. <laughs> never keep me in my lane. Let me, uh, don't let me, you know, I don't want to, uh, and if I get by next two weeks and don't, you know. <laughs> don't overpromise the Festival of Tennessee. Yeah, if I, could, if I could get there next two weeks. So, 
not do anything like that uh, <laughs> foolish. And that was one thing I just really wanted to make sure of. Yeah. So uh, we're in your office now looking around, and it's it's kind of bare. Yeah, I've already cleaned out um, most of it. Uh, you know, you look around, what, what do you think? Yeah, it's kind of sad. I know, because I had, uh, uh, I had, you know, I had a lot of little uh, stuff, you know, around that, you know, people had uh, uh, just events and time, you know, over all the projects and and things, and had little knickknacks and all that around, and I've given most of that uh, away and gave one away just a little while ago. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of sad, you know. And uh, but it's ready, so you know after Thursday, after the election, uh, they uh, the next mayor can uh, come in, paint the walls, get start getting ready uh, for his use of it. Uh, come uh, come the twentieth of April. We've got another question. Yep, from I believe from Chris, and it is down here somewhere. Okay, here it is. What are some infrastructure projects that won't be completed for a few years that you and the last two boards have worked to put into action and should be credited for? Oh, well, you know, because all these road projects, I've teased people, even back a few years ago, you know, I teased people that when they open, I'll probably be out there on a walker, you know, Citizen Rick. They'll be yelling, you know, Mayor Graham, you know, I'll be yelling in my ear, one of those big, you know. <laughs> And uh, so we're actually going to get a few of them with the I-65 interchange opening in, what, fall of 23 now. And uh, that's very, very uh, pleasing. And uh, so these road projects, you know, they'll be, you know, they'll be opened after my time. And, and this current, all these boards that have done the groundwork, all the aldermen going back for the last 12, 15 years, uh to get these things done but that's just part of, like i said earlier it's the cards that we we had to play and uh, and it's the ones that i wish you know we could have got around to those back burners you know more into the parks the ball fields like that one uh question came from because we need i mean we're hurting on ball fields and active ball fields and passive parks and, uh, and another one uh, that I really wanted to get done, and when we bought Northfield, I thought maybe we might be able to do it, but we ended up just taking too much space with the, with all the plus the rentals. We rent out so much of Northfield, brings in that money, and uh, I wanted a uh, uh, a um, <laughs> incubator. Thank you, business incubator. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking myself, uh, one side of the brain to the other. And uh, but I always wanted that entrepreneur type uh, uh, environment to where uh, you know we had the space available that could be uh, really cheaply rented out, you know, and where they would have an opportunity to stay in there for two or three years until they could afford their own brick and mortar. And uh, uh, other cities, we went to Chattanooga and looked at the one they did there in an old J.C. Penney's building, and we went to. Uh, jackson tennessee and saw one there too that they took an old bank building and turned it into an incubator and uh because i believe that's why i tell you breed and get started the the entrepreneurs you know and uh, we're you know we don't have to be all the chains you know we could be the local own uh and give them an opportunity uh to grow and build uh with that kind of space and 
and in shared resources, you know, where, you know, uh, they even share administrative assistants and copiers and, and things like that, phone systems and probably, uh, anyway, that, that was one I was really, really, really hoping to do during my eight years. And, uh, it just didn't uh, materialize. Oh, that was a great idea. Uh, it was a great idea. I wish Thank it would have happened. Maybe, yeah. maybe the next board will maybe, come in. Maybe. But there again, you know, like I said, they got so many projects. They got more projects than uh, it's going to be uh, tough just setting the priorities for them. And some of these things are going to get pushed back. And uh, it'll be interesting which ones make it, which ones don't. And with the sale of Northfield, uh, you know, again, so with City Hall busting at the seams with space. And and we think, you know, we don't think, we know we're a little thin on city staff. And uh, even with the vacancies, you know, um, you know we have uh, a lot of different services we could do a better job at. You know, I get a lot of calls about picking up trash and stuff. But it's just, you know, we're very, very thin, and uh, it, which is it, it's great for taxpayer. I love that part, uh-huh. you know. Uh, you know, we have, what, 220 city employees about, you know, our neighbors have 360 plus with less population. Well, we have one more question yep. from a, a writer, as I call them. What is going to happen next to Ripa Villa? Yep. It will be uh, going to, in fact, we'll be talking about that t- tonight at our working meeting at the BOMA. And, um, uh, and then we'll be, uh, uh, either this board will make an action on the 19th for a contract. We had one bidder in an RFQ process, uh, Franklin Trust, and uh, so that's going to be an interesting discussion the next couple weeks on that. But uh, the one thing it won't do, it's not going to close permanently. You know, uh, it's it's closed right now because uh, Ripper Villa Inc., even though they were contracted to us till the 19th, 20th of April, uh, they decided to go ahead and close it, and uh, and our contract didn't cover for that. So one thing we've got to make sure of is that this next contract, uh, I think it's going to be uh, a much better contract uh, for the city because we got to make sure that, you know, we're protected more uh, for even cancellations and such. Uh, if this next group doesn't work out and all. So it's going to end up with another management group. Uh, oh, and for people who don't know, uh, Ripa Villa Plantation is a historic plantation. Lots of events happen there. Uh, it's one of uh, the city's crown jewels. The and, gym. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Lot of, we got a lot of weddings getting ready to happen there. And we have, uh, we have moved the contracts from Ripa Villa, Inc., the previous management company, to the city. So now the city's in contract with these wedding uh, parties that are coming uh, in April and May uh, and until the next uh, contractor gets aboard. And, uh, but it'll all be interesting how it, uh, you know, what's going to be uh, done as far as services, tours, and, uh, and how this works. And because uh, one of the goals of the city is to uh, uh, reduce and eliminate our $100,000, we have $100,000 subsidy that we provide uh, for the, uh, the business uh, of that uh, tourism site. Yeah, and I was surprised to see it go the way it went. 
Well, you know, and I was on the low end of a vote. Uh, I wanted to take a two or three month, uh, give them two or three months uh, time uh, to maybe uh, save their contract and and take that time to prepare uh, for an RFQ. We, we may have had additional bidders if we'd taken our time a little longer, uh, but the will of the board was to uh, cancel them and and uh, immediately I was getting emails from wedding uh, parties, you know, people concerned and all. And that's the kind of consequences you make when you move quick. And I'm afraid we might move too quick on this new contract and, and, and all uh, just for the sake of uh, getting it back open quickly. And uh, I think we're better off taking our time, but uh, we'll see what the board decides this month. And, uh, and I really think this decision needs to go to the next board in May. But I got a feeling uh, that the board may uh, uh, want to, a vote on a contract sooner than that. All right. So where do you see yourself in five years? Probably just uh citizen Rick, you know, and uh, I, I, I should be, uh, you know, maybe retiring, you know, in five to 10 years. And, and uh, I'm going to keep uh, my ear, you know, to what's going on, but I'm not going to be that mayor that comes up to the podium and scolds the board. And, and uh, cause if one thing that I know, well is how hard it is you know and, and even when they don't agree with me I, I i know their hearts in the right place and i know that they the time and this family sacrifice that they make uh is so big i, I will always you know give them that respect and and never try to uh and i haven't been that way as mayor you know people uh probably know i've carried a very small stick you know, I'm just not that type of mayor, and, and I've always let everybody vote for themselves and and make their own mind up, like judges and your know, pros and cons. And uh, so, uh, that's I'll keep my eyes on things, and I'll probably give them my two cents, but I'll do it very privately. You know, probably an email and or text or something. And uh, because again, you know, in six months, I won't know what's going on. I won't be in the full loop and have the full knowledge as, as probably as much as I do today. Uh, as time goes, I'll be less and less into the know. And uh, that's what people need to realize. There's probably more to the full story. Uh, so to, to jump to assumptions and, and uh, tell people how to vote, you know, maybe you, know, you need the full, full scope of information always helps. Right. And the last act you do as mayor uh, – I'm kind of hoping that this happens. Uh, you turn Main Street into official Prices Highway. Is that going to happen? <laughs> well, the picture I saw the other day, it already happened. <laughs> Did I see us? <laughs> yeah, that was my little April Fool's joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I threw one out there too, but you notice mine was so outrageous that nobody <laughs> believed it. Yeah. Yeah, which that was on by design. Right. The restaurant, the sky. Yes, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, I said, I thought this one's got to be safe because no one's going to believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mayor Rick Ram, thank you so much for having me in your office today and being on the big show. Hey, thank you, Stephen. Thanks for what you do. And we appreciate you spreading out information. And I hope you uh, continue doing so for years to come. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. Well, there you have it. My exit interview with Mayor Rick Ram. I'd like to thank him so much for his many years of community service and leadership in Spring Hill and wish him All the best of luck in his future endeavors. That's going to do it for this special edition episode of Prices Highway, the podcast. And as always, 
buckle up and stay safe out there. Like what you're hearing? Smash that subscribe button and get the podcast delivered to your favorite podcast platform as soon as it's posted. Plus, join the community on the Prices Highway Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Prices Highway. Prices Highway, the podcast is presented by Price Sells Homes. Don't think twice. Call Carrie Price at 615-497-3317. Carrie Price, your Williamson County real estate expert.